Welcome to the Gary Smith Show. For the next hour, Gary will be taking your calls and answering your emails as he discusses personal development as it relates to your business, your career, and your personal life. Gary is a successful businessman and entrepreneur and is the founder and president of Optimum Performance Technologies, LLC. Gary is a business consultant, business and personal coach, and a professional speaker and writer who has dedicated his life to helping businesses and individuals develop and implement plans to take their companies and their lives to new levels of performance and success. Gary's latest book is The Customer Conundrum, Nine Crucial Steps for Winning Customers and Outsmarting Your Competition. He's also the author of The Shepherd and the Princess, Seven Keys to Conquering the Goliaths in Your Life, and Achieving Unusual Greatness, Timeless Lessons from the Trail Already Blazed. If you have a question or comment for Gary, please call in at 860-432-9735 or email him at questions at optex.com. You can also learn more about Gary by visiting his website, optex.com. And now, here's Gary Smith. Good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK in Hartford. Great to have you folks along for the ride today. Uh, we've got an exciting show with a uh, with a former guest, uh, and we'll get into that in just a minute. But uh, uh, this is going to be a show that's going to be worth taking some notes. So if you don't have uh, pencil and paper with you, go grab it. Uh, grab a cup of coffee, uh, sit down, and uh, and relax. Uh, weather's a little bit cooler today, so it's a great day to have a morning cup of coffee and. Uh, and listen to the show here, but be sure you take uh, be sure you take some notes. It's going to be a really really great program. Hope everything is going well with uh, with you folks today. And uh, you know, I've been I've been having a lot of fun uh, the past week or so. Uh, actually, had a chance to uh, uh, to spend some time learning from one of the leadership masters uh, of the world, uh, John Maxwell. Uh, for those of you who may not uh, know John, he is uh, he started off as a pastor. And uh, and still does a lot of Christian ministry, but is also very very much into leadership development. He's one of the foremost experts of leadership development in the world. Uh, and as a matter of fact, he's uh, he's coming out with a new book. I believe it's on October sixth, called Intentional Living. And that's something that uh, you will want to get a copy of if you uh, if you can. Actually, uh, with the talk that he gave, uh, I got was part of a group of people who got to spend about two and a half hours with John, and he was talking about the book uh, about intentional living, and uh, you know, and it's really about living your life on purpose. I mean, you know, the one of the taglines sort of for the Gary Smith Show has always been at the end of the show, I say, live your life on purpose, and actually, I had picked up that tagline from uh, from the movie Hitch, uh, where Will Smith was uh, was talking with his girlfriend. And uh, she's not a morning person, and he is, and uh, he gets up and goes out and gets coffee and tea and stuff for her and comes back to her apartment, and she says, wow, you're a morning person, aren't you? And he always says, you know, uh, you know I've, I always tell my clients to live their lives on purpose. And, uh, and that's really what intentional living is all about. It's about discovering your purpose and, uh, and then using that purpose as a vehicle to drive your life and drive the things that you do. And our subject today is sort of in line with that um, because with, uh, with Emily, we're going to be talking about, um, about mission statements. And the mission statement really uh, is, I think, at the foundational level, a fundamental expression of who you are as a person and what it is that you want to achieve with your life. Or it can be the same thing for your business. You know, what is it that you really want to be uh, your business to be about? 
And that can provide such powerful direction uh, for your company and, uh, and for you uh, as, a, as an individual. And I don't think people realize the power of that until they actually take the time to create it uh, and start to use it. <clears throat> and that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into um, our first segment of the show today with uh, Emily Shoup from Shoup Training and Consulting. My guest today is someone who's been on the show before. I think uh, I think this is her third time with us, uh, Emily Shoup uh, from Shoup Training and Consulting. And uh, Emily, um, Emily and I have built a, a friendship over the past year and a half that I've been doing the show. Uh, I think she was one of the first people that I had on. And so we've stayed in touch and, and talked about various things. And uh, you know, been able to bounce ideas off of each other. And Emily comes from a, a fascinating background. She started off uh, her professional career actually working in the IT industry as a as a network engineer, and then uh, promoted up through the ranks until she was uh, was managing other people. And it was there through, I guess, a conversation that she had with one of her coworkers that she she realized the the level of dissatisfaction that people have with their work because. Because they're really not not treated the way they want to be treated, and that became kind of a trigger point uh, for uh, for her uh, as far as leadership development was concerned. And then uh, down through the years, she finally got to a point where she created her uh, her own company, Shoop Training and Consulting, and it was created because, in essence, you know she can't stand how people are unhappy when they go to work. I mean, we all spend such a huge time of the of our our lives lives at work and so we shouldn't be unhappy we should be happy um, and she found that people are either on un, they're unhappy for one of two reasons either you know what they do you know which you know hey if you don't like what you do find something else to do I guess um, <laughs> you know but more importantly you know who they work for and you know so Emily's focus is on addressing that who and it's her belief that you know, everybody has uh, an innate desire to succeed and to do well, uh, but somehow during the course of their careers, people lose track of that. And so she's been driven to reach out to people and really um, teach managers how to be leaders and really to, you know, to use her own words, you know, to create this atmosphere of full throttle leadership that really engages employees uh, and really gets them to be part of a, of a really productive and successful team. So with that, Emily, it's great to have you back on the show again. Thanks for taking time to, uh, to spend some time with me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I love doing this. Uh, I do too. It's uh, it's a it's a real blast, especially you know when uh, when I get to to speak with people like you, um, who not only are experts in their field, but uh, you know, but we share a lot of things in common as far as how we approach uh, business. And today we're going to be talking about uh, mission statements. Uh, and the you know the significance of those things to uh, you know to our businesses. So maybe we can just start out, Emily. Why don't we just talk a little bit about up front, and I'll let you kick off the conversation. As you know, what is a mission statement? Well, I think it's interesting because when you went through the you know my my background, like that really just tells my mission and and why why I have a business and and why I'm out there consulting and, and working with companies. And so for me, a mission statement is really, it's just that purpose. You know, uh, when I start co talking to companies about 
what what they're in business for, what they do. Everyone always wants to laugh and joke and say, well, we're here to make money. Well, all businesses should be there to make money and be profitable. And even nonprofits need to make money in order to to pursue their mission. But, you know, what's that bigger story? And so much like you're going through my bigger story, a mission statement pulls that all together, especially for your employees who don't know why you started the company or they're not living with you so they don't see the day in, day out kind of details of why things are so important. So that's what I find is a mission statement. How about you? You know, I I agree with that. And, uh, and you know, I'm going to hold my response to that until I ask you another question. And I, you know, I mean, it's, it's sort of maybe a tongue in cheek question because I know, I know how you feel about it, but um, you know, do mission statements have value? And from your perspective, what is that value? So when you're, so absolutely they do have value if there's some meat behind it. Um, you, you can run into some mission statements that are just, so vague that they have no nothing that anybody can sink their teeth into. Um, but if you can really get behind what is really important to the organization, whether it's the level of quality or the level of service, and really kind of get the why behind all that, much like for me, the why is I don't want people to be unhappy at, at work. And if you dig deeper, you know, I've got sons who are growing up and going to be entering the workforce someday. And I think it would be awful if they went to work some of the places where I have over the years and, and be unhappy at, at work. And it's something that's, that can easily be changed. And so the value comes in where there's something more to it that drives people, that pulls people together. So if you want a whole team and you want a, a lot of people, you know, they want, they just want people to get work done without them interfering. They don't want to micromanage. Well, that's where having a strong mission statement, a strong mission that everybody can get on board with, that's how you can do those kind of things that people are looking for. Yeah, I agree completely there. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And, you know, I, the, the, to go back to those first couple of questions that I ask you, I, I think a mission statement is really the embodiment of, uh, as an organization, who do we want to become? Kind of what is, you know, what is our, what is our purpose uh, for existing? And, and not from a financial standpoint. Um, I talked to uh, a fellow not too long ago, and we were talking about mission statements. And he made the comment to me that, you know, well, it's, you know, my mission statement needs to be focused around, I need to be, uh, you know, the biggest, the fastest growing, the most profitable and I and I looked at him and I said, Charlie, do me a favor. If you want to be successful in business, stop focusing on being successful. Stop focusing mm-hmm. on making money. And he said, Are you nuts? And and I said, No. I, I said, I'm not nuts. And I said, You hear me out here. I said, Money is not a a product. You know, money is nothing more than pictures of dead presidents painted on fancy paper. You know, money is a money is a, a occurs as a byproduct of the quality of the products and services you offer to your marketplace. So, if you really want to be successful financially, focus on improving constantly and never-endingly improving the quality of the products and services that you offer to your marketplace. And when you do that, the money will be there. 
you know, and there's nothing you can stop, you can do to stop the money from being there. It'll be there. Um, then the reason I asked the second question was, is that I had a friend of mine who's actually in the marketing field and he, uh, he's a couple of weeks ago sent me an email and he said, you know, um, do you ever get involved in doing mission statements with people? And is there a real value to mission statements? Because he said, I've got to tell you, I'm, I'm jaded by the business world. And he said, I don't see any value in mission statements because people never keep their words anyway. And so he said, you know, what's, you know what, what's the need for a mission statement? And, and if you have it, where are you going to put it? You're going to put it on all of your advertising. You're going to throw it up on your website and stuff like that. And my response to him was, I think there are two purposes of mission statements. You've only touched on one of them, and that is, what am I communicating to my customers? And, you know, especially if you've been in business for a while and maybe you don't have the greatest reputation in the world, when you put a mission statement up, if you put it up on your website or you put it on a piece of marketing literature or something like that, um, are your customers going to be doubtful initially? Yeah, they are. And and you can't mm -hmm. sidestep that. That's just the way it is. But if you're really serious about the attainment of your mission, over a period of time, your customers will see through your mission statement the actions that you're taking, and they'll understand that you really are serious about getting there. And the more you do it, the more they will respect you uh, for that. But I said, you know, the more important thing for me is the impact that a mission statement has internally. And that is yeah. that it, it communicates to your employees and your associates, this is what we want to be all about. And no matter where you are in the organization, no matter what you're doing, all of your decisions should be based upon, does the decision I'm making support the attainment of that mission? And if it doesn't, why am I doing it? Yeah, it's that guiding light so that you know that if you're if you're on track or not. And if you know, that bright shiny object syndrome comes in for it comes in for all sorts of sizes of organizations and you can it helps to make those decisions and know, is this what I need to be doing to move towards our mission or does this move me away from the, the mission? If I support the client this way, does it move towards it or away from it? And it really helps people make decisions on the behalf of the organization. Yeah, and it. Uh, I don't think a lot of times that we as as managers and leaders in business understand the tremendous impact on that. Uh, and I'll give you an example from my days in in corporate America. Um, I was the vice president of operations for a company, and one night it must have been like seven thirty or eight o'clock. I was leaving the building. And right up in the front of the building, we had a conference room that we used for uh, for when we had customers or potential customers come in. That would be the kind of the central meeting place with our customers. And we had a beautiful tile floor outside the conference room. And I got up there, and uh, a fellow named Ron, who was our head uh, custodian, was up there, and he was polishing the floor. And and I looked at my watch and said, Ron, you know, it's like almost eight o'clock at night. What are you doing here? And he said, oh, you know, he said, I, he said, I hope you know that I really try to make sure that the, you know, that the whole plant here is always nice and clean. But he said, uh, you know, he said, Debbie, uh, who is the, uh, the secretary in sales, is a friend of mine. And when we have uh, either an existing or a potential customer coming in, I always kind of do a little bit extra because, you know, he said, my attitude is, is you know, our mission is to be the best we can be at what we do. And he said, if a new customer, a new potential customer walks in the door and one of the trigger points for them 
that helps move them from being a potential customer to actually doing business with us is, my goodness, this place looks beautiful. He mm. said, you realize, he said, if we just get one customer a year from doing that, he said, you have paid for my salary probably three or four times over. And he said, that's <laughs> why I'm here. You know, and I stepped step back and I thought to myself, my goodness, I mean, here's a guy, you know, who's, you know, who really gets the whole idea of what our mission is all about. And and I guess that needs to be the goal of, you know, of getting involved and getting people fully engaged as we really treat our mission seriously and realizing that it reaches to that depth of the organization that everybody in the business can embrace it and take pride in what they do because they understand how their little part of the, of the job that they're doing impacts the overall organization. Yeah, and that's exactly why it's not about making millions and millions of dollars because that wouldn't have tied into the fact that having a, a great lobby experience for somebody or, you know, going above and beyond, that wouldn't make sense. Or, you know, it would, those other um, activities wouldn't come from, we need to make millions and millions and be the most profitable. Yeah, exactly. In fact, it would have had exactly the opposite effect. Somebody would have come along and said, we're not paying you overtime to be here shining the floors at night. Go home. Yep. Because yep, we, can, exactly. we, we can save a few bucks by doing that. And then you, you, we'd lose the customer and we wouldn't even know why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so so those are things that are really important. Well, we're talking with Emily Shoup uh, from Shoup Training and Consulting, and our subject today is mission statements. We're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back with more. You know, I've owned this company for a long time. I love what I do, but things keep getting more and more challenging. Taxes, the economy, global competition, they're coming together in a way that may put me out of business if I don't find a better, more cost-effective way of doing things. Businesses are struggling more today than at almost any time in our history. Problems with our national economy, uncertainties in Washington, and the global political situation are keeping many companies from taking action and moving forward. I'm Gary Smith, and I'm in the business of helping companies survive and grow. From cost reduction and productivity improvement to new product introductions and market penetration, I can help you drive your business in the right direction. Call me at 203 599-1467 or email me at gary at optex.com for your free no obligation consultation why are we surprised with the shifting of morals in our nation why are we surprised when we see the courts and the legislative bodies and the school systems why are we surprised when we see them begin to lay other foundation other than the foundation that was laid upon which our founding fathers of this nation have built why are we surprised the church has led the way Instead of pointing our fingers out there, we should point our fingers in here. Learn more this week on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Weekday mornings at 8.30 here on Life Changing Radio. Should remain warm and dry through the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley, low 80s, and then turning humid tonight with some showers possible. As the front approaches, mid-60s, some showers possible tomorrow through tomorrow evening. Otherwise, mostly cloudy through the period, mid-70s tomorrow, turning sunny and pleasant by Monday, low to mid-70s. Randy Berkson with the WSDK Weather Update. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK. Uh, If you want to call in, uh, if you have any questions or comments or anything, 860-432-9735. 
uh, or email me at questions at optex.com. I'd be happy to uh, to address your question here on the air. Uh, we're talking with Emily Shoup about mission statements. And coming out of the last segment, uh, there's just a couple of questions that I'd like you to stop and think about. And that is, as you're thinking about a mission statement, whether it's a personal mission statement or or a business mission statement, What's your purpose? What's the what's the end game? Um, often here on the show, we've talked about um, Stephen Covey, who's a famous uh, consultant and author. And one of the things that Stephen always used to say was, uh, "Begin with the end in mind. Start with the end game and work backwards." And and that helps you to configure your life. And it's certainly a good part of a mission statement to say, you know, what is it that we want this company, or what is it that I want my life to be. And then from a practical standpoint, what does the accomplishment of that mission look like? Can you kind of paint a picture for yourself uh, in your own mind about what, you know, what that really looks like? Now, how do you communicate it to others? Uh, you know, the people, the employees in your organization, how do you com- not only communicate it, but how do you back it up with action so that your employees know that you're serious about the attainment of this? Um, you know, because really when it comes down to, and we were starting to talk about with Emily about this a little bit, and that is that the mission um, really becomes the foundation of employee engagement. And once your employees are engaged, your business will definitely move forward and move in, in very, very positive directions. So think about those things. Make some notes, and maybe after the show, sit back and think about it a little bit. But we're going to jump right back in and do segment two of our interview with Emily Shoup. So here we go. Okay, we're back with Emily Shoup talking about mission statements. So, so far we've talked about kind of what is a mission statement and and do mission statements really have value. And so the mission statement really needs to embody who you want to be as an organization. Uh, And it needs to drive that decision-making process. And the value is twofold. One is to your customers as they see what you say you want to be, and then they see congruence between what you want to be and who you're becoming as an organization. But it also has a powerful internal effect uh, as far as helping to drive your employees to get them engaged and to keep them focused on attaining the same mission. Um, and, uh, and Emily, maybe an, another point of, of, of kind of uh, talking about this is that, you know, how do um, or what are some of the ways that we as leaders in business and we, we've come up with this mission statement and we've communicated it to our people. But I think a lot of times that's where it stops. Uh, mm-hmm. how, how do we as leaders use that mission statement as a way to reinforce and, and continually engage with our employees to a point where they, they feel that the mission statement uh, is something that they really need to support because they see us supporting it? What are some of the practical things we can do there? So it's interesting. I've had people that I've worked with where they're like, yeah, we have a mission statement, and they have to, like, pull, open up a drawer, dust off a file, and, you know, and find it somewhere. And, well, here's what it was. Um, and, and then try to figure out what to do with it then, which obviously they were completely detached from it. Um, but it's one of those things where when I'm working with leaders, I get them to start to use it all the time. I even had one um, client who was so excited the next time I came in, um, they had painted it on their conference room wall so that everybody could see it all the time, um, which, again, could only go so far if you're not actually using it. So what I had them do was, as you're having your leadership meetings and you're having any sort of decision, 
to start asking whether or not it helps or de- deters from, from our mission so that you're constantly reiterating what the mission was. We also worked on making sure that everybody could say what the mission was um, instead of, well, it's something about this. You know, there's some, you know, people before profits was the gist of it, you know, and, and then, you know, but they, if they couldn't say the rest of it, it was kind of like, well, you're not really bought into it. So practice being able to say it and, um, you know, just kind of made a game out of it between all the leaders to test each other, you know, kind of spring it on them, like, surprise, can you say what our mission is? Okay. So once they had it, and then it was talking about how this decision was made for men, how this, this decision, and and it's, it sounds like a lot of fun until you're making some hard decisions, and then you could say, it, it seems like once they had to make some hard decisions, but you know what, based on our mission, this is not the right path to go. We're going to have to say no to something that historically we've been saying yes to, then it really started to sink in, but it really just took a lot of practice on kind of, do we really mean it? Do we really mean that this is what our um, our mission is? And, and that helped a lot. Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, that it's some of those tough decision moments that really make you sit back and say, okay, how seriously are we taking this? You know, or, okay. you know, is our mission statement something that we really intend to be, that was something we really intend to become, uh, you know, or is it one of those things that we'll do it when it's convenient and when it's inconvenient, we won't. Um, and, and I think we need to realize up front when we create a mission statement, let's be very careful about what we say, because what we say, we're committing to the world and to our employees to achieve and if our employees look at us and say, well, you know, you know, 90% of the time you follow the mission statement, but where the rubber meets the road in some of these critical areas about, you know, well, how honest are you going to be with the customer about that quality problem that we had? You know, uh, mm-hmm. and, th- and things like that where it's, it's affecting that profitability potentially and it's, you know, and it's impacting potentially a customer relationship. Are you going to stand your ground? Are you going to have that ethics and integrity that you have in your mission statement to say, no, we're going to do what's right? And right means yeah. that I need to sit and have a conversation with that customer and be honest with him. Yeah, and I find that, you know, if you're following it 90% of the time and then just going to kind of skip it on that 10%, but, you know, the really hard stuff, you might as well not have one. I mean, because you're throwing it out the window for anybody who's watching at that point. Well, not only that, but I think what it me what it what it has is once you've taken that step, if you're not going to be serious about it, if you don't follow that mission statement, um, you know, then you're in a situation where you begin to breed distrust in your organization. Um, you, know, oh, yeah. be, you know, because your employees will no longer trust who you are. And that's why I think it's important, too, uh, and I, I'm really interested in getting your opinion on this, is that when you have a mission statement and when you're running a business, I think part of what we need to do as part of the, I don't know what you would call it, kind of the transparency of leadership is to give your employees permission to call you on things. You know, to say, hey, I see you guys heading down this road, and that doesn't support our mission statement. What are you guys doing? And be willing to sit back and say, you know what? She's right. You know, we need mm-hmm. to we need to step back and we need to rethink this because we're not supporting our mission statement, and that's wrong. Thank you very much for bringing it to our attention. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
I had the luxury with one organization where, you know, their mission statement, they just, it was so, it was old and it didn't make any sense for them anymore. And so we were actually able to, um, again, I, I consider this a luxury because the organization only had about 25, 30 employees. I got everybody's input on what it should be and talk about having some serious buy-in. And you had people that were skeptical that said, well, that's not how we've operated for the past 15, 20 years or whatever the case might be. And, and luckily those people decided that they didn't want to work there anymore. So they found other employment. Um, but it was really neat to see everybody come together. And then they, then they were holding each other accountable because they had all put that mission statement together, um, together, together. (laughs) And they, um, and now when they hire new people, it's so smooth. And so, yeah, this is how we are. And this is, this is what we're after, and this is why it's better to work here than at the competitor, and it's really neat to see it come together. Yeah, and I think you've hit on another really key point there, and that is that the development of a mission statement cannot be something that's just done in a vacuum by the management team. Uh, and I realize if you're running a larger organization, like if you're running a, you know, a company of two, three, four, five hundred people, it's not possible to be able to have every single person uh, involved in that mission statement. Uh, but I think that you can, uh, you, know, you can select key people in the organization from a number of different levels uh, if you will, and have have them involved in the creation of that, so that you really you get good input from every level in the organization. And ultimately, I think when you do that and you take that team approach, um, there's two things that come out of it. Number one is that you get a better quality mission statement that really addresses what what the focal point of the business should be, and then you get more employee buy-in and engagement as a result of that. So uh, so that the employees feel like hey, we had it a hand in creating this. And so as you're bringing new people into the business and they're coming in and going to work in whatever aspect of the business they're in, people are saying, you know, well, this, you know not, it's not the attitude of, well, this is the mission statement that's been foisted on us by the management of the company. This is what we have agreed as an organization is our mission. Yeah, this is what we have created. Right. Yep. Absolutely. So, super. Well, we're talking with Emily Shoup from Shoup Training and Consulting about mission statements. Uh, and we're going to take another quick break, and we will be right back with our final segment. And we're going to get into uh, a couple of other really interesting topics. So, don't touch that radio dial. We'll be right back. My organization asked me to find a speaker for one of our major events. I didn't know where to turn until a friend recommended that I contact Gary Smith. Gary was easy to work with and affordable. He designed and delivered an amazing program that met all of our needs. This is Gary Smith. If you're looking for a speaker who will entertain, educate, and inform your audience, call me at 203-599-1467 to discuss your specific requirements. I speak on a wide range of business, personal development, and spiritual topics, and I'll create a program that is guaranteed to please. Again, I'm Gary Smith, and I look forward to your call, 203-599-1467. Joseph comes into chapter 41 hurting. Ah, but there's gold in the making. Chuck Swindoll points out how Joseph's time in prison prepared him for greatness. Be faithful in the little things, in the dungeon part of life. God will not forget you or forsake you. Important lessons from the life of Joseph, coming this week on Insight for Living. 
Your insight for living with Chuck Swindoll, weekday mornings at 9 o'clock here on 1550 AM WSDK. Bright skies through most of the afternoon across the Connecticut Valley and on the warm side, low 80s, and then turning humid tonight with some showers likely as the front approaches, mid-60s. The front gradually works through tomorrow with some showers likely through tomorrow evening, mid-70s tomorrow, then turning sunny and pleasant by Monday, low to mid-70s. Randy Berkson with a WSDK weather update. Okay, welcome back to the Gary Smith Show here on 1550 AM WSDK. Glad you folks are sticking around for the ride today and for our conversation with Emily Shoup, where we've been talking about mission statements, primarily from a, uh, from a business point of view. And we've talked about things like, what is your purpose? Um, you know, and, and I kind of look at the development of a mission statement from the perspective of kind of ideally, what are you looking to achieve? And then, uh, as we talked about in the last segment, getting um, getting people involved, getting or people in your organization involved. If it's small enough, uh, if you have a small company, uh, you can have everybody involved. But if you're a larger organization, at least getting some of your key players from various levels in the organization to participate in the creation of that mission statement because doing so, as we talked about, um, number one, will ultimately give you uh, a higher quality mission statement because you benefit from the uh, from the experience and from the input and the caring of other people who may see things about your business or see opportunities uh, that you have not yet identified. And the other thing is is that it creates ownership uh, because employees, when they buy into where the company is going, will get engaged and they'll get behind the accomplishment of that mission because they had a hand uh, in its creation. And I think a lot of times as, uh, as business owners and business leaders, we miss that. Uh, we miss that component because, uh, you know, let's face it, in the business world today, uh, things are at such a fast pace and we're constantly trying to survive and find ways to grow. Uh, and in the process of doing that, we ignore some of the simple, most basic things, which is engaging with our employees and keeping them involved in the process and listening to what they have to say. Um, not only in the creation of a mission statement, but in staying on target with that and giving our employees uh, permission, if you will, to call us on things or to ask questions or to offer input. It doesn't always have to be a negative, you know, hey, you said you were going to do this and you haven't done it, therefore the mission is just a joke. Uh, you know, it's giving them permission to come and, and help you keep your mission statement and keep the business planning associated with your mission statement alive and dynamic. Uh, and it's also, as I said before, it's, you know, it's, it's allowing them the freedom uh, to bring things to your attention. If they think that management is getting off track for whatever reason in the pursuit uh, of a mission to say, you know what, you guys are thinking about investing over here, but I'm not really sure that that, that, that takes us down the right road. And that's where you begin to uh, develop that trust and loyalty within the organization that 
you know, even if somebody might have a career opportunity at another company or might have an opportunity to make a little bit more money, they are so loyal to the organization that they would never think of leaving because they know that they're going to be well taken care of and that they're with a, a business that's founded on the right ideals and that values who they are as people and what they and what they bring to the table. So with that, we've got a couple of other topics we're going to talk about uh, with Emily. So let's get back to the final segment we have today with Emily Shoup. Okay, we're back with Emily Shoup talking about mission statements. And um, just in sort of recapping, you know, we've talked about what a mission statement is and that they really do have value, that they impact both your customers and your employees. And in this last segment, we've been talking about uh, the whole concept of getting people involved in the creation of a mission statement and making sure that you, that you use that as a decision-making tool that, uh, as Emily was saying, it's not something that you create and then it gets thrown in a three-ring binder and, you know, goes in the bottom drawer of somebody's desk and, you know, every four or five years you pick it up and dust it off and say, oh, well, uh, it really needs to be dynamic. It needs to be living. Uh, and, and we need to use it as that tool to sort of keep us on track. It's almost like a compass that's pointing us in the, in the right direction. So with that in mind, Emily, um, let's talk about does every business need to have a mission statement? I mean, it's, you know, like you and I, we work by ourselves. I'm a solopreneur. Do I need to have a mission statement for my business or, or are there some uh, business operations that, that get a pass? <laughs> See, I, and I think that's really interesting because technically do I have mine written down that says my mission statement is? No, I don't have it. But do I operate from one and do I make decisions based on it? Absolutely. Um, so I haven't taken myself through the formal process because I don't need to. It's just me. I know what I'm doing. But I have had, I've tested myself. We were talking about that 90% of the time, you know, and then the other 10%. Um, and that's that's really made a big difference. And I've had to make tough decisions on, in my business based on, on all right, well, it, if that's not going to help me reach my, my mission, then then although it could be lucrative, it could be profitable, it could be um, a way to bring in cash flow kind of thing. If it's going to deter from the mission, it's then I can't, can't follow that. And um, that, that has come up a lot. And I think that that I've seen that a lot in, in a lot smaller businesses where, where they um, struggle with trying to do too much and it helps to keep it narrowed and focused for them. Yeah, I think that's I think that's very important, and uh, you know I don't I don't necessarily advocate for people like us that you have to have anything written down. I do the same thing. I do have my mission statement written down, but it's in the back of my head all the time, uh, and it does drive my decision making process. And kind of hand in hand with that, uh, I mean, we've been talking sort of about businesses, but how do you feel about individuals? You know, should should individuals have mission statements and Maybe even more importantly than that, if the answer to that question is yes, then uh, if you also, if you're an individual and also a business owner, what's the intersection between your personal mission statement and your business mission statement? Well, I think that there, I, so yes, I think it's very helpful just for that clarity of who am I and what am I doing and, and, and helping to um, have that purpose in life. So having your own personal mission statement, but I think that actually each each team within an organization should also have them. I have had my um, teams that I work with 
have, sit down and, and map that out because if you don't understand the importance of your team and and the the whole point of having that team in the organization, it's hard to lead it and it's hard to make sure that you're on track with reaching the company's mission. So each piece in the big puzzle has to have a, a mission. And then um, for individuals, absolutely, I, I, I'm fascinated at how many people just kind of go into that autopilot mode. And I, I think it just comes from, well, I just need to get a job and I just need to pay bills. Well, to me, that's like a business thing. Well, I just need clients and I need to be profitable. Uh, you know, how long is that going to be enough? And so the, the more that I work with individuals on what do you really want out of your career, out of um, what you're um, contributing to society, you know, what is your contribution, then the more they can focus that in on the job that they do and inside and outside of work um, and, and feel like they get a lot more satisfaction out of things once they have that in place. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And the other thing that I think is important is using using your mission statement in your business as part of the hiring process to let people know this is who we are. This is who this is what we are striving to be in our marketplace. And if that does not align with who you are, if there is not a congruence between who you are and what we're trying to accomplish here, then do yourself a favor. Don't take the job here because you may have all of the technical skills in the world to be able to do things, but but if it doesn't align with you personally and what you're trying to accomplish in your life, then ultimately you're not going to be happy here. And you know, and ultimately probably we're going to wind up asking you to leave. Uh, and so yeah. and because, it, because it seems like to me the mission statement almost leads to over a period of time a building of a company culture. And uh, and one Absolutely. of the one of the fellows uh, I know, and it's interesting, uh, uh, is a it's a management company that oversees a number of different. Uh, it's a real estate management company, and they oversee a number of properties. And one of the one of the statements that came down from the CEO of this organization is, most companies hire a resume, but they fire a personality. Hire the personality. Mm-hmm. Hire the personality because we're in the hospitality business. And if you can you can get somebody who has all of the technical skills to do the job that needs to be done, but if they have the wrong personality, if they don't blend with our company culture, you can't change that. But if you get somebody who's a good fit with the company culture, nine times out of ten, we can equip them with the skills that they need to have to do their job well. And and I think that's what drives the mission statement, drives the culture, and then the culture needs to be shared with people coming into the organization and saying, listen, this is what we really want to be all about. This is our company culture. If that's not a fit for you, let us know. Yeah, and it's not a sales pitch. Where I think so many, um, I've watched it so many times, where people are trying to sell people and coming to work for them. Um, but but you really, you're doing them a disservice by selling them on it. You really want to be honest and that this is what we believe in and this is where we're headed. And does that fit? And if it doesn't, that's okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it it's, not, it's, an, it's not a judgmental thing. We're not making a judgment to say, well, you're a bad person if that doesn't fit. It's just saying, you know, hey, some, this is going to resonate with some people and it's not going to resonate with other people. And that's perfectly okay. Right. And I've seen that in banking and hotels that I've worked with. I've seen it in 
um, IT companies that I've worked with. It, it, it's funny because I think people assume that that these kind of mission statements or um, kind of living your culture concepts are really only for the super high-tech advanced, you know, the Amazons and the Facebooks of the world and everything. And it's not. It's, it's the mom-and-pop shop down the street that needs it as well. Yeah, absolutely true. Absolutely true. And uh, and I think it goes right back to what you were saying earlier, and that is that we really need to understand what our purpose is. I mean, all right, I'm here on this earth. What am I supposed to accomplish while I'm here? You know, and and how you know how does who I am as a unique individual with the skill sets that I have, how does that all come together into something that really makes sense? Uh, and once you understand that, then you've got sort of a concrete foundation now that you can begin to build your life and your business upon. And that foundation will stay there and it'll support you and it'll help you do the things in life that you really need to do and make those those really, really critical decisions. Yeah, I, w- I was working with a, a group of newer leaders um, in a program just last week. And we were talking about, you know, understanding where, where we personally come from and really how that helps your um, emotional intelligence as well because it helps you stay grounded. That's when you said that, that, that resonated with me. You know, it helps you stay grounded in the tough times and if you know um, where you're headed and, and that's part of what the mission statement gives you is this guiding light. So if you're following that and you can stick with that, well, then when you have conflicts with other people or emotions get really out of whack or, or run high because it's super stressful, you can help yourself stay grounded by having putting it into perspective and saying, you know, where does this fit with my mission? Are they asking me to do something that's outside of, you know, my value set and therefore I'm in the wrong position? Um, or is it something that I just need a moment and then I can handle it? Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that and that really, I think, speaks volumes, uh, you know, to people when you're making judgments from that basis. Um, I was talking to a fellow the other day, and he said, "Let me ask you a question." He said, "Let's say that you're consulting with a company, and the owner of that company asks you for your input on how he should grow his business, and you say, well, there is a market segment out here that you and your organization haven't tapped yet.'" I recommend that you go out and you start focusing on that. And he said, let's say that that business owner does not follow your advice. Would you then say, okay, well, if you're not going to go after that market segment, I am. And you go out and you set yourself up in business and you become a competitor of his and go after that market segment that he's not going after. Is that something you would consider? And I said, no, absolutely not. And he said, "Well, why not? There's money to be made out there." And I said, "Yeah, but I have to I have to run my business based on based on ethics, and I don't I don't, you know, consider myself to be an ethical person if I'm working with somebody and then I'm taking advantage of that person at the same time." You know, whether or not he chooses to go into that market segment or not has nothing to do with me. I'm there to try and help him. I'm not there to take business away from him. And I said, "I just right. would, I just would not feel comfortable doing that. And he said, well, why, what are you using to make that judgment? And this said, my judgment is being made on a mission statement that says I operate from a base of ethics and integrity, and I am always going to look out for the well-being of my clients. Mm-hmm. You know, and he said, well, that speaks volumes to me. That means that you really are an honest person, and I could share with you and know that you're not going to take anything that I say and use it against me. And I said, absolutely, that's the way I work. That's the way I always will work. 
Yeah, yeah, and that that goes back to it's not about being profitable. Your mission is not to make as much money as I can before I die. And, you know, he who, you know, who dies with the most wins, you know, if you're not operating from that, it's so much easier to make. That's, I mean, that could be considered a difficult decision to a lot of people. And it's so much easier when, when that just doesn't make sense for you. And what we talked about earlier was, um, you know, having, how much time would that take, you know, and, and would it be something that would be completely out of alignment with serving your clients because you'd be trying to tackle this completely other market just because there's money to be made there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that, you know, that to me is what it's, you know, it's what it's all about. You know, it's, uh, you know, it's serving the customer, serving the customer better than anybody else, doing the things that are right for them, always trying to keep their best interests in mind and, and not worrying about the results. You know, the results will be there. You know, mm-hmm. thing, you know, ultimately, I'll make money. You know, the money will come from somewhere. I'm not worried about that. All I'm focusing on is getting out there and and putting one foot in front of the other and doing what's right day after day after day after day, realizing that eventually there will be a payback. Right. You know, and that to me is what's exciting because it takes so much of the pressure off because there's so many people out there. It's like, well, I've got to get the next sale. I've got to make more money. And it's like, then stop focusing on making money <laughs> you know just yeah, just yeah, get out there and do what you know is right and and just be you know be relaxed you know uh be you know, take that you know take a breather and just get out there and do your thing you're good at what you do go do it um you know and that but there again you get back to those foundational values which is which is really critical and with that i hate to do this cuz emily you and i could talk for another couple of hours about this you know about <laughs> all of the different angles but um i appreciate you coming on today as we wrap up the show today if you would just take a couple of minutes and just kind of reiterate for people who you are how they can connect with you how they can take advantage of the you know the wonderful leadership training that you offer uh, yeah, um, my website is shooptc, as in training and consulting, dot com. Lots of um, articles and videos out there. There's, uh, if you need to um, focus on some engagement, I have 10 best ways to boost your engagement that are super easy as a leader to implement. Little things that we kind of forget about. You could sign up for that. Um, and then really just feel free to reach out, shoot me an email. That's usually how I, I hear from people, either through social media or email, just saying, hey, what do you think about this? And for me, uh, my focus is really just on you as a leader understanding where you're coming from, much like we were talking about with these mission statements, and, and where you're headed so that you can lead your team successfully and um, and specifically your team. And what does that mean for your organization? So if that is something that you need, by all means, please re- reach out, and I'll be happy to help. Super. Well, Emily, uh, you know, thanks very much for taking the time to be on the show with me today. Uh, for those of you who might be interested in contacting Emily, I'll tell you, she's great to uh, great to work with. Uh, just a really, really neat person to get to know. And so she uh, she gets my five star uh, stamp of approval. So don't hesitate at all to uh, you know to reach out to her. And uh, Emily, thanks so much for taking the time today. It's great to have you on the show again, and I look and uh, look forward to uh, you know continue. Continuing to stay connected with you and working together as we get down the road. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, so that was our interview with Emily Shoup uh, regarding mission statements. You know, please feel free to reach out to her. Uh, like I said, she gets five stars 
uh, from me uh, as far as not only the abilities that she has, but the tremendous heart that she has for helping other people and helping organizations grow. And as we wind down here today, you know, the, the personal side of things I think is really important. I mean, part of the conversation that we had in this last segment with uh, with Emily was using as a as an employer, using the mission statement that you have as a guide for hiring people to be able to not just evaluate their uh, their technical abilities, their ability to do whatever position they're being interviewed for, but looking at, at are they a good cultural fit for your organization? Do they have the kind of personality that is going to blend in and help them become part of this cohesive, engaged team that you've had? But let's look at the flip side of that coin and you as a person uh, going into perhaps look for an employee, uh, look for an employment opportunity with a company. If you have your have taken the time to create your own mission statement and you understand what your purpose is, then it becomes very, very easy for you to look at the mission statement of a company and be able to say, you know, am I a good fit here? Is there going to be a congruence between who I am and who they are and what they're trying to accomplish? Or am I going to be a fish out of water here? Uh, and it also can lead you in the questioning activities, the kind of questions you want to ask them and what kind of responses you're looking for uh, as you interview them and try to decide you know, whether they like you or whether you don't. Is this, a, is this uh, organization a good fit uh, for you? Uh, so with that, I'll say thanks to, uh, to Emily for coming on. Uh, it's been really great uh, having her on. And for those of you who may not know, uh, next Saturday we're going to be live again, but it's going to be our final broadcast here on The Gary Smith Show. We've been doing this for a year and a half now. It's been a fun ride. I'll tell you what, I've had a blast uh, not only working with uh, with the guys here in studio, uh, but uh, I've had some fantastic guests on the show with me. Uh, and I just thank everyone uh, in the listening audience uh, and everyone else who has uh, – who has contributed to the success of the show. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to have Stephanie Callahan on from Callahan Solutions. We're going to have a great show talking about overcoming the inner you, and that'll be our final broadcast. So please uh, make sure and set your calendars and your clocks. Uh, join us next Saturday for our final broadcast at 11 a.m. here on WSDK. In the meantime, God bless you. Take care of yourselves. Live your life on purpose. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us this morning. Please mark your calendars and be sure to join us next Saturday at 11 a.m. for another edition of The Gary Smith Show. And remember, there are a number of resources available to assist you at Gary's website, optex.com. Until next week, may God richly bless you.